Harmony Montgomery is still missing as of today, January 13th, 2022. This last week has brought us some new information on her case. There has been an aggressive search at the former Montgomery home. There have been additional charges brought upon some people in Harmony's life. And Harmony's mother, Crystal Sori, has spoken out on her thoughts and beliefs on where her daughter is. Harmony Montgomery was reported missing in December of 2021, but as investigators dove into the case, it was quickly realized she hadn't been seen by anyone since October 2019. DCYF, the Division of Children, Youth, and Family, has been under the microscope with regards to this case. This is part two of our Harmony Montgomery case update. Where is Harmony Montgomery? to a bonus episode of the Where Are They podcast, specifically part two on the Harmony Montgomery case. Part one was up last week, and since we have some new updates and since the authorities are continuing to ask, beg the public for help, I want to share these new developments with you. First, those clips you heard just moments ago are from an interview Harmony's mother had given to the media this past week. You can hear the desperation in her voice. So now let's jump into the Harmony Montgomery story. I don't want to entirely recap part one. So if you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to go listen to that one first. Harmony Montgomery was last seen in 2019 when she was just five years old. Police and authorities, however, just learned of her disappearance in late 2021, which has led many people wondering how this little girl vanished, but no one took notice. Well, that's not exactly true. A few people noticed, but no one would listen to them or take them seriously enough to look into this case and investigate. Crystal Sori lost custody of her children as she battled drug addiction. Her daughter, Harmony, and her son, Jameson, would go into the foster care system in Massachusetts. Harmony's dad would re-enter the picture almost a year later and regain custody of little Harmony. 
Jameson would stay in the system and be adopted by a loving family, a family that kept in touch with Crystal and actually wanted to bring Harmony into their home also, if the need should arise for her. For two years, Crystal tried getting in touch with Adam, Harmony's dad, but he avoided her. He would block her. And she was frustrated, but thought he was just being spiteful and hateful towards her. Adam had also since married a woman named Kayla, and they would have kids together themselves. Adam had a track record of being a drug addict and was also known to be abusive to Harmony. It is thought that some of this information was reported to DCYF, but for some reason never followed up on. In October of 2019, Adam allegedly told Kayla and his family members that he returned Harmony to her mother. Crystal said this isn't true, and she was actually continually trying to get a hold of Adam to see Harmony during this time. She was never able to, and no one would listen to her. Earlier this month, both Adam and Kayla were arrested. In fact, they both remain in police custody today, Adam on charges of child abuse and Kayla on charges of fraud. Kayla Montgomery was trying to get out on bond, but just this week, on January 11th, police added additional charges to her case, including theft. They have not ruled out charging her with child endangerment or child neglect either. So what has happened and developed during this past week? First, we learned a little more about the letter that was sent to the mayor by Crystal. The one that some have said is what finally got the ball rolling in this case and finally had people paying attention to Crystal's pleas for help. The letter, which was actually sent via email, said, quote, Please, I'm begging for help in finding my daughter before she ends up like that little boy that just passed away. End quote. She's referencing to the case of five-year-old Elijah Lewis, also from New Hampshire. She went on to say that Harmony's father, Adam Montgomery, never enrolled his daughter in school and that she had missed important doctor's appointments that she's had since she was a baby due to the disability in her right eye. This email is really what seemed to have sparked the investigation, finally. We also learned this past week that during the time frame of 2018 to 2021, police were called out to the home where the Montgomerys were staying 29 times. Four of those times, DCYF was notified. So that answers some of our questions as far as if these calls or reports to police or authorities were ever made. It looks like indeed there was. The reports indicated the house was not in great condition, trash was everywhere, clutter, no utilities, but the children appeared clean, fed, and cared for. Many people have speculated that part of the reason for the oversight or lack of urgency in this case is because that area is desensitized to these things. And really not only that, but they see it so much It's hard to handle each and every case as well and as thoroughly as they should. The executive council in New Hampshire has met and discussed this case, and one gentleman, Ted Gastis, has spoken out and expressed his opinion and concerns. 
about what is going on and even going so far as to imply that New Hampshire is getting a bad rap for how it cares for their children. He's not wrong. DCYF has ignored most requests for interviews, saying that they have to abide by both state and federal guidelines with regards to privacy and confidentiality in these cases. They did finally release a blanket statement that says this, quote, The department is continually reviewing its processes to ensure the best possible outcomes for children and families. The Division for Children, Youth, and Families has conducted a preliminary internal review on this case, and as is the case whenever a critical incident involving a child occurs, a comprehensive quality assurance review is completed. I don't know about you, but I think that's about as generic of a statement as you can get. And I do understand they have to abide by privacy laws. And I completely respect that when we're dealing with children and minors. I think that's necessary. But I think in this case, they have a lot more to answer to about how Harmony went under the radar for so long. Interestingly, Director Joseph Ripsom has been the director for three to four years now, has earned national recognition for family-strengthening efforts. The governor commends all the progress that he's made for that department. Take a listen to what the director had to say with regards to their programs and their handling of the Harmony Montgomery case. In an exclusive interview with WMUR, the DCYF director says in general, once reunification happens, contact with the family is reduced gradually, so caseworkers can focus on active investigations. It's difficult to, you know, to account for things that happen when we're not engaged with the family, and I think a lot of what um, you know, is really important right now is to try to figure out what has been happening this young girl for the last few years. DCYF Director Joe Ripson says since he came on board four years ago, caseloads have been dramatically lowered and family support programs have been put in place. He says he stands by the work of the social workers on this case and every case. I firmly believe that everybody who does this work does it because they want to help kids and families. A statement echoed by the governor. The system is not in disarray. We have terrific people that run DCYF. We brought in a whole new team just a few years ago, uh, revamped our systems, revamped our quality assurance and control process, um, and they work very hard at, at all these cases all across the state. Harmony's mother tells News 9 she's been reporting her concerns to DCYF since 2019. She says her focus is on finding her daughter and Harmony's father, whom she hasn't spoken with in two years. So I'm curious, what do you think about the DCYF involvement here? Did they do the best that they could? Or did they drop the ball? Another new development this week involved the search of the home that Harmony was living at back in 2019. There are a few interesting things here that I want to note about the house and the search. First, the Montgomerys were actually squatting in this home. They weren't supposed to be living there. This was not their house. There were no utilities, and Adam would hook up a small generator outside the home to power the refrigerator. Some neighbors noticed this and did think it was odd, but others thought nothing of it. 
The problem is Manchester, New Hampshire has a very severe drug problem. Specifically, opioid addiction runs rampant here, and things like people squatting or having no electricity for a while is not something completely out of the ordinary. So many people turned a blind eye to it. U.S. News claimed in 2017 that New Hampshire is ground zero for opioid addiction. Addictioncenter.com has said Manchester is the epicenter of opioid addiction in New Hampshire. So we have a serious problem here, and it isn't a new one. It's one that's been going on for at least a few years. This could be partly why the activities at the home and possibly child abuse was happening, and no one noticed. The home that they had been squatting in has been taken over by new owners since then and renovated. When police approached the homeowners about what was going on there and asked them if they could search the property, they were extremely cooperative and invited investigators in to do whatever they needed to do. Investigators spent four days thoroughly searching the house and the backyard. The backyard search was interesting. It has also been in the single digits there in New Hampshire, bitter cold and piercing wind chills. They brought in cadaver dogs and sonar equipment. The dogs didn't hit on anything, but the sonar hit on two different spots in the backyard. But the challenge then became, how do you dig up frozen ground? A system of piping was set up throughout the backyard that pumped hot water through in an attempt to thaw out the ground, enough for authorities to dig in those particular spots. The hot water had to pump through for 24 hours before they could continue. When they were finally able to, they found a brick and I believe another chunk of concrete of sorts, but nothing that they felt was related to this case. This is what Crystal had to say regarding the search for Harmony at the house and what her beliefs are about where Harmony is. (laughs) And just my last question, the search happening at the house now. They're just just scouring for any type of anything. Do you think there's something at that house? No. I don't have a feeling like there's... I would. I get these crazy intuitions I always have, and I don't have any type of intuition about that house. I feel like they're wasting time, to be honest. But that's just my opinion. I'm, and I'm also hoping as well, you know, that there's there's nothing. <laughs> so. <sighs> Crystal goes on to say that she thinks Harmony was sold, and the reason that she thinks this is because the last sighting of Harmony and the last confirmed time anyone knew of her whereabouts happened to be right around the time her son Jameson was officially adopted. That adoption was aired on the news and was public knowledge and she thinks that the timing is suspect. It's her belief that he might have seen that report and it might have given him an idea. He might have had the idea to sell Harmony or maybe perform his own illegal adoption, so to speak, for money. And I think Harmony being sold is a distinct possibility in this case. But the only thing that I question here is if that's what Adam or Kayla did, or even if they knew something about this, wouldn't they speak up by now to get themselves out of trouble? They're obviously 
being looked at harshly, even if they would be in trouble for selling her, there is likelihood that they could find her and get her back safely. Or are they thinking that if they keep quiet, there will never be any evidence against them and they will get away with something? I guess we just don't know until they speak up. But if Harmony is alive and well out there, and Adam knows about it, or Kayla knows about it, I really think eventually they will speak up and say so. I think as time goes on, we are also going to hear more from family and those who knew Adam, Harmony, and Kayla. In fact, at the end of this week, we've heard from Adam's uncle, Harmony's great-uncle, speaking out about the case. It's a pretty interesting interview, and he does claim that he tried to get authorities involved a couple years ago when he witnessed abuse and saw some of the things that he did. But he also says he was one of the ones that Adam cut off, and he hasn't had any communication with him in the last couple years at all, and he fears for Harmony. He's making the media rounds, trying to keep her name out there. So a quick recap of this week's events in the Harmony Montgomery case. We have seen new charges brought up against Kayla Montgomery, and the prosecution has alluded that they may be looking at additional charges against her in the future. The public has learned how many police and DCYF calls from police there were during the time in question, and it's pretty shocking. 29 times the police went out to that house, and four of those times they sent reports over to DCYF. Of course, because of all of the strict privacy laws, we have yet to hear anything really specific from DCYF to defend their actions or to even be able to make a judgment on how the case was handled or mishandled. The house that the Montgomerys were staying in in 2019 has been thoroughly searched and nothing was found. This includes an outdoor ground search in the backyard. And this week, we've learned... More from Mom Crystal. She has spoken out several times, begging for help for her daughter, and we're learning more about the relationship she had with Adam and Adam's personality traits himself. Police have said over and over that they are waiting for the break in the case, and they believe it could very possibly come from someone in the general public. Until somebody shows me something that she's not, we are in a, in a mode, and I emphasize this this morning, the two gentlemen behind me can testify to that, all right? I, I'm, I'm in rescue mode right now, all right? This is not a recovery. This is not a, this is, we are, all efforts are focused on that Harmony is alive, and we are going to do everything we can to find her in that condition. Until somebody shows me something that points that she's not, then that may change my my attitude or my perception on this but for now we have to operate under the assumption that she is alive and well somewhere and somebody knows something so again to those out there listening to me or tired of hearing my voice about this too bad time to do the right thing and call in and start giving some legitimate information on where harmony may be Police have said over and over that they are waiting for the break in the case and they believe it could very possibly come from the general public. So keep sharing Harmony's story. Again, Harmony's description in 2019, she was 5'8", 
five years old and she would today be seven. She was described as being four foot tall and around 50 pounds, having blonde hair, and is blind in her right eye. Anyone with information on her whereabouts, or even if you have information on what was happening around the time of her disappearance in the family, please contact Manchester Police at 603-668-8711. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Where Are They? and keeping up with the Harmony Montgomery case. Keep watching our social media for any additional updates, and if any major news breaks, I'll have another bonus episode here as well. We need to find this little girl. We will be back again next week with another regularly scheduled episode, and until then, stay safe and Hug your loved ones.